Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thank you to everybody who's downloaded the Fighting Cock this season in a season where we've dished out a multitude of wallops. Enjoy the podcast and your summer. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel shirt. The Tottenham Way, another Tottenham podcast. Not the best podcast because we're on that. Um, they asked the question, said, would you rather have had United season win two trophies, providing they do, because they haven't won it yeah. already, although they may well have done by the time you hear this pod, um, uh, one that gets a Champions League but finished sixth, or our season in which we finished second but without a trophy. We're joined by Ted Riley of EastEnders. Thank you for having me back. Doing all that acting on the, on the, on the EastEnders. And... 
T. You forgot my name, didn't you? <laughs> no, I was thinking about the joke I just made that no one responded to. No joke. Go on, tell us. What would you rather have? Well, this um, this question has come up with a few of my United, London uh, United fan mates. I'll just just put that one in. <laughs> uh, two trophies. Now, look. Of course, um, of course. You know, I'd love to see Spurs win trophies, but I don't see why we can't do that while finishing second or third. I think to finish sixth. Having come third last year, when if you look at those results from United had, it wouldn't have represented progress in the league, which is what we need to be making. Um, so no, go go for that. I'd have liked us to finish second with you know one of those trophies. So no. Um, I think the what we need to think about the question is um, what was the objective at the start of the season? I think the objective at the start of the season was to win the Europe, win the League Cup, and finish sixth. At all, you know, our objective was you know to probably do a bit better than last year, maybe challenge for a trophy or two. So, um, but I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't rather have had two trophies and finished six. To be fair, but then you look at games like Leicester and Hull. I think uh, I think if we're being honest, at the start of the season, if someone said second in the league or sixth and two trophies, I'd take the trophies. I probably would take the trophies, but that's in in the real world where you're thinking about yeah. progression and about the development of a football club and about. What finishing second enables us to do in attracting a certain type of player in, ter- in terms of um, of just the kudos around the club and the good feeling that, are, that, that that's, that's kind of coursing through the veins of the players we have there currently. You know, second is more valuable than than, than winning Europa League. Absolutely, and. By the way, any United fan who says they'd have taken sixth with the League Cup and the Europa League are lying. So don't let... Yeah, they're lying. They're, they're lying. They are lying. They're lying. I mean, it's a lie. I mean, the money they've spent... Yeah, I'd have loved to see us win a couple of trophies, but the progression I've seen us make, you know... Uh, and teams will, t- Players will want to come to us, I think. The know. thing is, the League, the League Cup means nothing. No. We didn't take the League Cup seriously. No, no, one, no one really does. It was important to Mourinho to win a trophy in his first season. Yeah. The League Cup you can discount, but the Europa League winning that is, I mean, it's. It's a European trophy. I I would have loved it. I would have loved it. European trophy. Yeah, I would have loved it. Would have loved to have won it, but I don't. I don't feel um, any envy towards this season whatsoever. What's really yeah. amusing is that um, in years gone by, I'd be like, you know, lads, it's Tottenham. That's what. That's kind of what their mantra was towards us. Yeah. And now they're saying, well, you know, you may have finished above us, but we've won trophies. You know, it's a Mate, bit like, well, it's a bit like you know when you say, you know, say your mum, they say uh, your dad, kind of thing. Yeah. That's kind of what. That's kind of what it all is. Also, growing up with, you know. As, as surrounded by so many London Manchester United fans I mean their thing was the fact that they would used to challenge for the big honours now yes uh, I'd have loved to have won the Europa League League Cup you know it's it's a nothing trophy it's an opportunity to win something no one really cares about it I mean the fact that these are the, these are the cups that Man U are challenging for now and are happy to win shows that they're falling and, and we're rising so yeah I just love the fact that people are interested in, in like they, they hate us and, and <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. hates us and you know, like it, it feeds blood into my erection. Mm-hmm. I love the fact I love the fact that people hate us again. I yeah, love I love it too. You know, there's nothing worse than being inconsequential. And that's what we were for a very long time. Of course we were. Yeah. And we, we Lads we, it's Tottenham, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a fuck lad it's Tottenham. And and when and while while that is the case, it's fine because you can always you can hold on to the things that you love about your football club and Spurs. As I've said many times before, great football club. You know, so easy being a Tottenham fan, even when shit's going wrong. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, we've got a great football club to belong to, and we 
<clears throat> it's not even at the moment. We are second in the league. We've finished the league with our record points total. And in 11 seasons, we'd have won the title. In 11 <laughs> seasons, we would have won the title. Do you remember the rest of the stats in that tweet? Or um, Yeah, no, I've forgotten them. I don't but, but uh, you know, you know, Golden Boot, Harry Kane. I mean, we'll come on to Harry Kane and all that stuff. But I just, I, I get Man United's argument, but I know for the feeling around the football club at the moment, I would take. Oh, it's not about where we finished or what we won. There isn't a single Spurs fan on earth that doesn't feel positive right now, and there'll be plenty of Man United fans grumbling and pissing the but, pants. But the amusing thing is that if United finished second with eighty six points, it was eighty six points, wasn't it? Yeah, and and no trophy. And we, and we finished sixth. And we won the League Cup Europa League. So they've ever had a better season than you. They'd laugh at us. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You know, it's laughable. I mean, if Liverpool finished second with no trophy, they've got a trophy anyway. Mm. And United said, oh, well, we've won two cups. It, you know, because it's Tottenham, it's funny, but. The way, the way football is now, that ultimately your league position is everything in terms of. Not, not in terms of bragging rights, because you can always swing and, and twist things so that, and, and turn them, spin them, so that things looking are favourable to you, but. Ultimately, in terms of progression, where you finish in the league is a clear denominator to how you can progress. And, uh, you know, there isn't a single football fan who, who can look at this without bias that would swap our, our season with Man United, really. I don't think. Um, on Wednesday night, so if you're listening to this uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday and you fancy a little drink up on, 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 uh, on a Wednesday night at Bethnal Green... And the Fighting Cock are doing their live show, end of season live show, and we're joined by Graham Roberts and Mickey Hazard, and we're going to listen to them talk and tell great stories about being Spurs and, and, and their feelings towards other clubs in North London as well. Mm. It's at the Working Men's Club in Bethnal Green. The tickets are twenty quid, and the link is thefightingcock.co.uk forward slash live. Uh, Ted. Are you going to be there? Hopefully, hopefully. My dad's just about to have surgery, so it all depends oh, whether. Yeah, otherwise he But what I'm saying is that I can sort you out a ticket you now, don't you? Ah, thank you. Compass, well. compass mentors. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's the wrong word, isn't it? it is that just means to be aware or. or to be okay, I don't know. It yeah, doesn't matter. Hi, brother. Really anyway, hi, bro. thank you. As, as a part of the Fighting Cop family, what, you and your brothers, whatever. Just Thanks, let us know. Oh, thank you so much. But, uh, best of luck to your dad. Yeah, thank you. All right. Um, all right, Leicester. Two. I mean, at the end, the White Hart Lane farewell party. I was just like, let's just draw a line under the season now. These last two games, they don't matter. I would that half half of my position there was dictated by the fact that I fought to, you know, Leicester without fullbacks. Mm. You know, Leicester yeah. are up and they want to beat us. I we just had Sissoko's time, didn't we? Sissoko's time. <laughs> And um, we, you know, we destroyed them. And, and if I'd known that we were going to win six one against Leicester, I'd probably gone. Yeah, let's carry the season on. Yeah, it was. I I'd got the. Yeah, I'd arranged to get a ticket a, a couple months before. I didn't really think that we'd be still fighting for the league. But I thought as a long suffering Spurs fan, I was like, they're going to give it to us, and I, I should be there to to front it. And uh, of course, their their fans wrapped it to begin with, but were quickly. Put in their place. What was what was beautiful about the match? I only think it's been six one, but it was firmly saying to them, "You've had your moment in the sun. You enjoyed it. You know, you've got your Leicester back. I love that. Power, yeah, best chance chan- of the season. And, you've got your yeah, we were, yeah, yeah we've got your Leicester back. So yeah, it was beautiful. Okay. And it was a uh, yeah. What, Ted, yeah. you were talking about you felt the desire to go to Leicester and 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 front up to the the digs that they were going to give you. Mm-hmm. Where, where does that come from? What, what what makes you feel that way? Well, just because the only team that who 
that could come to Leicester this season and they could possibly laugh at, considering you know what what they did to Ranier and everything else, would have been Spurs because you know they beat us to the league and and again this season we've just missed out. So we were the only team that really they could come to the King Power who they their fans could think actually we we can actually give, give these lot and they tried to start to but the, I think a lot of the Spurs fans felt how I did and we were. We gave it straight back, so uh, no, it's great. It was so so sweet beating Leicester. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a it's not it's not even a real rivalry, but they always talk about us. And they're singing all these Arsenal songs at us as well, which is which is quite amusing. But, like what? Um, oh, for fuck, I've ever seen Tottenham in the league. Have you fuck stuff like that? So mm. I'm hearing these songs and I'm thinking, oh, I hate you cunts. Well, I think it's two one, wasn't it? Was it was it two one? Two nil up. No, no, they, they, when they pulled their goal, but it was a 2-1. 2-1, yeah. 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 And they started to get a bit chippy. And then we got the third goal, just all went silent. It's like, yes. Yeah. Then the fourth. Then the fifth. Yeah. Then the sixth. I'm like, what, seven? Like, oh, stop yeah, it, yeah, stop it. He's already dead. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what else. I thought of that tweet when uh, yeah. that happened. I was watching it with my brother, brother Liverpool fan. He was saying, T, why do you care? It's, you, you've won. No, I want more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to see blood. It was, I, said, I literally said that. It was 3-1. It's like, you know, you find the game, just chill, you know, pass amongst yourself. No, 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 more. Yeah. And I think every person felt the same way. There's some boxers I hate so much that I won't, no, I'll knock out in enough. Twitching. <laughs> I won't, I won't be blood. happy until they twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You savage. Um, that's not true. I never want to see any human being twitch. It's a horrible sight. Um, also, great trip, that. Like, an hour away from King's Cross. Some really, some really nice pubs. Me and my brother went with two of my dad's mates who were just fanatic about ale and sort of dragged us around. And by, by the end of it, I had to stumble back to my hotel room. My brother got lost, thought he was in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> was asking people if they were red or blue. They were like, who the hell is this guy? Um, so, he got, he got so hammered that he thought he was in he Liverpool. He was in Liverpool. He's going up to people trying to find direction, just asking if they were red or blue. Yeah, no. Was, 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 that, was that part of his introductory patter? <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you red or blue? Tell me where I live. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, great, great chip. Well, that's, that's a good away day. I went there when Addy scored his first goal. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's decent pubs up there. Well, yeah, we drew one all. And that was, yeah. that was before they, they mounted their title challenge. That was the season yeah. before, wasn't That's it? before we knew Addy would be a god. Yeah. Um, Ali, out of everybody who's talked about, you know, the potential about them leaving, and, and there was an interview with him saying, you know, would you leave Spurs? And he was like, no, obviously not at the moment. But you can see him moving on at some point. Can you not? Yeah, he has to. I don't see. I don't see any of those players retiring at Spurs. Maybe for Tongan because he's you know, his agent actually came out and said, you know, I don't it, my my client ain't leaving. Mm. But I think anyone in, in that squad under twenty five, I don't see them ending their career with us. And it's not even a slight on Tottenham. It's just it's just the way it is. Modern foot footballers, I wouldn't blame Ali at all. I mean, you know, I think he could play for. You know, look at the big three clubs in the world: Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Madrid. Mm. Being a play there, but I just I think Harry Kane will be at Spurs for a long, long time. Um, I guess we only ask that question because you think of the players we've lost to injury this season, how important and crucial we thought they were. Um, both our fullbacks, we you know we considered Christmas time. We've got the best fullbacks in the world, or, or, or yeah. wingbacks. We've got the best in Walker and Rose. You cannot top as a pair. Of those, yeah. As a pair, and I. They're both really exciting to watch, and Trippier and Davies are less exciting. But are they less effective? Because we've won so many games with both of those players. Yeah. So certainly, Davies has had to come in and do well. Good goal yesterday. Which is more pressure than yeah, great goal. Really lovely technique to dr- drill that in. But there's less pressure on Davies because it's 
it's, it's no, sorry, sorry. There's, there's more pressure on Davies because he has to perform because we have no backup to him. With Trippier, he's got to come in and just play his game. But he, we know as a, as, a, as a club that if he if he doesn't perform, Walker can come in and and, and play. Mm. But both of them have just settled in. Now results since they come into the team have been incredible. They're in fact probably better than when Walker and Rose were in the we team. Won twelve of our last thirteen games of the season. Yeah, and Trippier's been involved in the last six or seven. Mm. Well, they both played. They both played an equal amount of games. Have they really? Yeah. Oh, wow, I'm surprised by that. On on off in it. Well, obviously not Thursday and Sunday, but um, yeah, it's been on off. I think it's six Trippier, six Walker. But you're talking about uh, Walker leaving, right? Are you less worried now that you can you've seen that Trippier can can deliver? I know he has these detractors, and we I, weren't sure about him. I don't think but offensively he's infinitely <clears throat> better than, than Walker. I don't think um, I don't think Trippier's a first choice all half our club. To be honest, I don't. I, I, I wouldn't I, want him as a first choice, but he's, he's competent. But he's one, more than competent. That's, that's unfair. I think I, he's competent, but I think he lacks the pace of Walker, and I think. For our wingbacks, we need pace. No, I know where uh, I know where he's coming from. I'd have to disagree. I, I think what sometimes Walker, I've never actually thought was a particularly intelligent footballer, but his pace can get him out of sticky situations. Yeah. Like he can recover really well. Um, although I think he was, you know, until he wasn't playing, he was the best, the best fullback in the season. But I do have absolute faith in Pochettino if he thinks. If, if, if Walker's leaving, he thinks that right. If I get a precinct with Trippier and he knows he's going to be first choice, if I, I'm, I can get something out of him, and so I, I'm not as I'm not as worried about the Walker situation as I was. Nor am I, and and I, I've always loved Trippier. I've always, I've always rated him, even mm. when um, <laughs> he's got so he's looking at his sist as well. I, mean, I don't. He's got, I don't, I don't, he's got, got five. I, I don't mind. I don't think Trippier's a bad player. I just think. If he is our first, if he is to be our first choice right yeah, back, can I we think, win the league? And I, that I think Spurs need to do better than him as, as a first choice right back. But uh, against shit teams or, or teams that are we conceive to mm. be less lesser than here than than us, he's perfect, isn't he? Because his delivery is, is delivery top-notch. is so good. Did he get two yesterday? Yeah. yeah. So his delivery, his delivery is top notch. He's, he, <clears> if he's given space, he can land that ball on any anyone's head that he wants to. So playing against Stoke uh, West Brom at home next season actually someone who can deliver from right back or, or, or wide the way he can I think that will actually be crucial but he also I mean you know he didn't do badly against Sanchez when Sanchez was on his side mm. against Arsenal um, well, and I, mean, I know what you mean when he gets when he's, especially those teams you say aren't good and he's got that solid bit, bit of space get the early balls in for, for Kane and Ali yeah he's particularly dangerous I want a, a massive shout out to, uh, to Ben Davies as well because yeah no one there isn't a single Spurs fan out there who had any faith in him everyone was shitting themselves when Rose got injured and we think oh, how are we going to go for the rest of the season with Ben Davies and I get he isn't exciting but he's functional he knows how to implement the role that Pochettino's asked of him and he has played consistently well He's had, he, had, he was a little bit shaky at the first and I, I get yeah, against Liverpool. I remember mean, Liverpool game. Yeah, apart apart from that, but yeah. apart from that, he's been seven out of ten every week, pretty much. Uh, and what this is our backup fullback who's played to play probably more. Uh, is he played more games than Rose this season, or am I wrong? Uh, no, I don't think played more. But he's, he's played a significant amount yeah, of games exactly, yeah. this season. Since, he's since coming, February, and and all you can ask of your players is to give everything you've got. Uh, it winds me up sometimes when you, you see people slagging Davies off because he isn't as good as Rose's. But he's as good as he can be, yeah. and he, all he can do is, is is translate Pochettino's tactics on the pitches as well as he can. So don't dig him out. Don't go, oh, he's fucking shit because he isn't Danny Rose. Just 
just enjoy the fact that we've just won 12 out of 13 but Davies might not be as good as Danny Rose it doesn't matter he, he's come in and he's wearing our shirt and we should get behind him there's not much I can really really do about that really but the, the back, our first choice back five I think they've only played they played less than it's 10 games a season it's, it's but what is our first choice back five well now? it'd be it'd be Walker and Rose at the four back positions and mm. it'd be um, Dyer Vertonghen and then I'd, I'd be able to always in goal the team that played against Chelsea at home that's probably our first choice team pretty much and that team's highly played together and that's a testament to Pochettino's coaching that he's got a tune out of you know the backup players and they've all and they've all stepped up. Consistently has done that in the last three years. Yeah, because I mean you know I've been complaining about the transfer window last summer, and even with you know the poor players that we bought, we still managed to finish second. You can say it's, it's in spite of them, but you've got to give credit to the manager. Yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely. Um, the whole game then seven one. So we thought we'd done. This. <laughs> we thought we'd done. So was anyone else like my? So I, I, I didn't get to watch the game live because I was working, but I was aware of the scores as they were coming in. And I didn't, I kind of, in the same way the players felt very little when they were scoring and they weren't celebrating wildly. They were kind of just like congratulating each other and you know it meant nothing. It felt something because historically we've struggled when the pressure was off. Well, this, last season was an example of that. And the season before, I think, uh, Pochettino, we, we, we struggled somewhat. But I just think um, it was it was nice to get like this functional display that ended up with us absolutely dropping hole. I know they had nothing; they're down. But we had nothing. I mean, we had we, nothing. We yeah. Got, we, yeah, it was it was yeah, it was just brilliant to see. I mean, you, you know, I'd have coming back from the chain from Leicester was like six one. I mean, I, I didn't have any doubt we'd beat Hull, but to do it so emphatically and you know to, to was it twelve wins in thirty games? So you know, forgetting Poston hasn't had a season where he's finished strongly. It was yeah, it was, it was great to see. It was so my brother said. Like these aren't even these aren't, these aren't even highlights. They're just goals because there was that was pretty much all it was. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it. Yeah, I watched match today and there was nothing <laughs> yeah, else. Goals. I think just, I think it's testament to Pochettino really that because um, after the West Brom game last year, I mean, to be fair, after half time against Chelsea, really, we just really fell off massively last year, and um, you could forgive the players for you know taking it easy in the last few games, but it didn't take it easy at all. Every every single player gave 100 percent, and Pochettino just wouldn't send a team out giving any less than 100 percent. Um, the mental side of the game was something that um, we were a bit concerned about because yeah. you know kind of went to heads last year and um, you know I've got to give um, Conte credit as well because they won the league clearly and he, and they still went out yesterday and smashed up Sun- was it Sunderland they played mm. and you know so it's just it's good management. What do you think about the, the guard of honour uh, John Terry got on twenty six minutes? I thought I mean pathetic, I, 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 thought, it. I thought it's pathetic. Like I think he you know he deserves his big moment. He deserves his send off and you know guard of honour before the game. Even, yeah. after, even after, but to, to have a chat with Sunderland before and get them to kick it out in the 26th minute and then do another one, like, I, both, I know both teams have nothing to play for, but really? I mean. It was embarrassing. <clears throat> it was embarrassing. Come on, like, I mean, I hate him, but he's been a great servant for them and I fully accept they wanted to you know, celebrate the day for him. But during a game, I mean, like, Sunderland, I mean, Sunderland fans as well, like, they paid how much money to watch their team be abysmal this season. Like, do they really need that? Do they need their team, like. Going along with that, absolutely not. It was too much, too much, not necessary. I've, I've been thinking about this a lot today, and um, I'm thinking that you know, if I supported a team with someone who did that, I'd see the funny side of it. I'd be like, yeah, fuck you. I hope you're not all angry. I hope you love. I hope you're not seething. You know, yeah, kind of thing. But that's a defense and mechanism. It is a bit. It is a bit really. And I just think. Um, I think John Terry just thought, you know, I'm going to take the piss. I'm going to really, really take the piss and do something really narcissistic. Yeah, it might not yeah, be his yeah, last yeah, game probably. there, but no one's surprised. 
I think it will be. But people have won money on it, apparently. So there's that involved as well. well really? Yeah, apparently. It's a problem for the FA. Let's. I mean, let, Tom, yeah. my brother said seven point deduction. Let's, yeah, uh, that'd <laughs> be great. Yeah. But because <laughs> Conte's no no stranger to um, you know, a bit of controversy. <laughs> um, what what can we improve on this team? I mean, yes. we get, we're going to lose players, so we're going to have to. But where, where where do we improve? T. It's difficult to say because. When we bought Wanyama, no one thought he would improve us. And he fucking absolutely has. Yeah, yeah, right that. You know, and... Um, Great to see him score again as well. Yeah, I mean... Five goals from defensive midfield. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, how, can, how can we improve? Um, I think we, I think Jansen needs to either have a better season and we get a better player than him in. I think but that... There's one thing in saying you can improve your squad, you can, that's a lot easier. But how do you improve that first 11? I don't which think, is much, I don't much think you can. I didn't I think, think last season I thought we were hard pushed. I thought Wanyam was going to be a good signing, but all, all, the others, all the others were going to be touch and go, and it's going to be the same this year with our budget constraints and how good the first 11 is. Like, I don't see where we can improve that first I think, 11. I think, I think the squad can be, but they're, they're all going to be, you know, they're all going to be. Um, Gambles, but Pochettino's way. talked about improving. So yeah. he, they're aware of it. And they're, 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 I don't think they realize that they think that it's the finished article. I think they may be planning against uh, players that, that are going to want out. I, don't, I can't understand how anyone would want Neither out. But Balker seems adamant that he's gone. Um, T, do you think you know he's going to have Trippier there, and, and they rate Carl Walker Peters very highly? Will, will you be okay going into the, the first game next season with Carl Walker-Peters on the bench and Trippier at the back? Absolutely not, no. But what if they know more than you, T? No, of course. I mean, you have to respect it. I mean, no one thought Harry Winks was going to be as good as he was this season. And he was looked upon as a massive loss. He won all but one of the games that he missed. But, you know, if you're asking, yeah. if you're asking me now, I don't think Walker-Peters is ready. It's easy to say, well... He plays in that position. Let's just bang him in there. Um, I don't know. Marcus Edwards plays behind the striker. Put him in there. It's not. Mm. It's not that simple. These guys, you've got to be ready mentally and physically. And Walker Peters is small. I don't think he's played. I mean, it's not like he's been out on loan, so he can like you know cut his teeth at a Yeovil or a club like that where you know he's got thirty-five-year-old men bearing down on him. Yeah. You know, he's, you can't just bang him into the, to, um, into a team who's finished second. And expect him to to perform. Well, I had this problem. I went. This happened a few months ago when Windy was saying, oh yeah, get rid of Trippier because Carl Walker-Peters is better. I was like, well, how can he be? How can a player who's just played zero sort of league games be better than like quite an ex- experienced pro? But again, like they spend a lot of time. I don't think that if he starts the season on the on the bench, it's because they don't think he's ready. I mean, you know, he's been in the club a long time. He's been training with the first team a long time. It would be a gamble because, you know, Trippier gets in here for six months and he's only back up. And then but what happens? We then, win, and then we win twelve and thirteen. Then you win twelve and thirteen. I'm, uh, I would be, would happy. I'd, I'd, I'd trust. Yeah, that's, that's the case. That's how trust. So I mean, on your pod last week, you had Christian Hennage on your on your pod. In the Long Ball Street podcast, yeah. yeah. And um, he mentioned something about when you have five or six youth players in the first team, it means nothing. It's just you. Just you're just playing with your mates. Yeah. But when you put in like one or two players. Because and they're into a system they learn a lot more and they raise their game a lot more than playing with like four or five different youth players so if Walker Peters does play next season hopefully he plays in strong sides and not teams where you've got like Anoma and Carter Vickers and loads of kids yeah so because I think he'll slot in a lot better if he does that um, yeah like exactly just reiterating what you said Teddy if if, if Pochettino thinks he's ready then, then he's ready 
I, don't, I think Pochettino's earned the right to do exactly what he wants. And it isn't about it isn't about buying marquee players because that's what successful clubs do. <clears throat> Pochettino's proved that he has his own method. Yeah. And that method is working. You know, it isn't about buying a Griezmann. A Griezmann. I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure if Levy said, you know, do you want a Griezmann, but we have to sell Ericsson or, or Ali. What, do, what would you do there? Actually, Griezmann or Ali? It's got to be Griezmann, isn't it? Ali still only twenty-one, isn't he? Twenty. But all right. So if you're Pochettino, <laughs> you can't ask that. You can because he, Ali won't mind. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't listen. How many? Ali you know I'd want to keep Ali. I'd want to keep Ali. Twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah, and he's. I'd want to keep Ali. I don't think I don't think Griezmann joining an R squad wins us the league. Um, lads, where have we come from? Where have we come from? I know. We're, we're realistically, and I, I, I'm with you as well. We're, we're realistically turning down probably one of the elite top tens, yeah. uh, uh, number tens in Europe, who can also lead the line as well. And we we're actually we're realistically saying, oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's insane. It, I get it that completely. Is, it's insane. Dude. It is mad. It is a mad mad thing. But if <laughs> if Ali could be. Griezmann and beyond in, in three or four years well I think Ali knows it's up to him really I mean, I mean if, he, if he stays at Tottenham and he carries the team on his back next season and for a few games he did he scored like five or six games in a row yeah, yeah brace he yeah, scored brace like three games in a row scored braces, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he knows that if he has longer periods like that then who knows and then you got he's like, this kind of thing well yeah I mean look at, look at Bale in that last season he won games by, by himself Right. The, the argument I'd have with that was that I thought Bale then was the best player in the Premier League and I don't think Ali's that yet I think when Ali's the best player in the Premier League then I think that's know, the next he step. should be yeah that's next step and then you know that's when Real Madrid so, so let, let's just put this down now right obviously we want Ali to stay forever but let, let's play a little bit of a, a kind of bit of bingo what what uh, what fee do you think Ali will leave Tottenham for uh, it'll be over 100 million. Give us a fee on the nose and then we'll replay 110 this. Million. 110 million. Oh, I don't know if we'll go for that much. It depends. Um, if you left this summer, if you left this summer, I would say 75. That's no not way. That's is it? No way. So when he eventually leaves? Yeah, how much will he leave for? Um, you really think Levy would let him leave for 75 million after Pogba? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, maybe, maybe 90 then. 90. Yeah, maybe 90. I reckon he's going to suffer a horrendous injury and leave for about 6 million in, <laughs> in about four years' time. After limping to 20, 20, 20 appearances in four Fuck years. Sake. That's horrible. Sorry, I'm only joking. I fucking love Deli Ali and I hope he never leaves. Don't leave. No, um, no. I've got a good question from Mr. Walker Porter. He says, Where do we go from here? Great strides every year against lots of odds and people writing us off. Only for points. Uh, 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 write us off for this. Only points to one thing. What does it point to? Does it mean up or down? I think. Great against, against against the odds, people. You know, kind of. Bet so what does it us. mean? That's winning the league. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Yeah. What, what, where do you guys see? What, what, what happens next season? Do you, do you uh, just a Wembley thing? Do you see that as a, a major factor? No. Um, I don't. No, I said I said on the pod of Ashley Theophane that there's a lot there's a lot that's been said about. Wembley being being shit for us, but we've played well in the last few games there. The only concern about Wembley is the atmosphere and how it's going to really work because a lot of tickets now, a lot, a lot of um, people who are choosing tickets know now know where they're sitting. Yeah. So are they sat with their friends? Are people happy with their seats? Will people? Will the people who sing all be together? That's that's my concern at Wembley. But in terms of us playing there as a, as a team, I think we're I think we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm understanding where T's come from. I think they've tried a lot with that. A lot of people around me were saying that there was groups of them sat together and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it'll be slightly odd. I think apart from Leverkusen, when we were awful, that we've actually played That's well the there. Um, we played well against Monaco. And played well against quite. Monaco, and they're you know one of the best teams in Europe this season. Played well against Chelsea. I, you know, I don't think we'll go and beat in there as we did at the lane, but I still think we're going to finish top four next season, which going into the new stadium will be, be huge. There's 38 away games, as someone pointed out today. So. I, I, and I said, when we can, <laughs> I said, if we can score a couple of six and seven in them, I think we'll be fine. So. Um, if you think that a big pitch and a different stadium will stop the tactical nous of Mauricio Pochettino, are you mad? There's so many fans that are hating on Spurs and they're banking on the fact that Wembley's going to be a, an issue. In the same way they were banking on the fact that Kane was a one-season oh. wonder. In the same way that they were banking on Ali being a form player and really was just a jumped-up League One player. In the same way they were banking on Trippier being a, a kind of backup to Walker and when Walker was injured or Rose was injured that we would suffer in the same way that they thought that Davies was, was, was pony. You and know, the same with Kane's injury. Same with Kane's injuries. A Man U fan did a tweet, I think it was in, when he got his last injury, they were saying, yeah, it's probably going to fall away now. All of this shit, we ain't. We ain't fall away. Every single, every club has challenges. It doesn't matter where, if you're moving stadium or you're, or, or having to play away or you, you have injuries to your key men. Every season you have challenges. The only thing that's important is that you have a manager on board who can circumnavigate those those challenges and if there isn't a better manager on earth currently than um, than, than Pochettino then uh, I, I don't know what to say maybe Allegri maybe 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 but that is again an amazing thing for us to be as Spurs fans you know loads of people digging us out loads of people writing us off it's not not going to happen well and a lot of people trying to sell our players for us as well and yeah. um it feels a bit snide, but I don't know. If you if someone else does the same job as you and earn three times as much, you're just going to be turned. It's human nature. Yeah, of course. You know, you can't blame you can't blame players for that. And Walker probably what twenty six, twenty seven now. It's the last big, pro- can, yeah. big contract. He's been with us ten years. If he it's feels not like- ten years, stop saying this. What? Well, it's eight. Eight in July. Is that all? And it's- two of those were on loan somewhere else. Yeah, a couple of them were on loan. Yeah. He joined us in the oh nine ten season. All right, someone. apologies yeah. for <laughs> perpetuating nonsense, fake news. Fake news. But Carl Walker has been with Tottenham a long time. 10 years. <laughs> okay? He might as well have been, is what I'm saying. It's yeah. the same thing. So, Carl uh, Walker has been with us a long time. Last big contract of his, uh, of, of his life. If he goes to Man City, he's going to earn 200 grand a week. You can't, as a human being, turn that shit down. I understand it. And, and, and this whole thing about Arsenal... You know, Arsenal fans now have kind of moved on from Wenger and are now turning on the fucking Kroenke. <laughs> Mate, he doesn't give a fuck about your, your desire for success. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. You're, you're like, oh, we want you out of your club. The football is changing a way. It's not your football club, it's his. <laughs> I mean, it's a shame. And we're lucky that we've got a, 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 um, a chairman who, while doesn't fully give a shit about what we think at least to a certain degree has behaved in a way that meant that you know he's first and foremost is about the progression of uh, of Tottenham but Stan Kroenke literally doesn't give a shit about any of your opinions 
So you can go mental on YouTube, uh, nothing's going to change. But carry on going mental, it's good. It's amusing, and even, there's even an Arsenal fan who sent three questions for this pod saying, well, you know, how does it feel for so coming to leave and all this stuff? I'm like, what? I, I, I feel so good. I mean, if someone's slating you, you just smile and say, I'm, I'm, all you've got to do is say, I'm happy being a Spurs fan. Just keep saying that over and over again. I keep smiling when people say, oh, you know, you didn't win a trophy yet, but I'm happy being a Spurs fan. So, the, yeah. Yeah, Upward yeah. curve. The, the rule of thumb, the rule of thumb for people that are trolling you, especially Arsenal fans, is is not to listen to their points. Just double down on your your glee or your arrogance. You yeah, double down on your arrogance. That's all you have to do. Just ask them where they finished. So you don't remember where they finished. Yeah. <laughs> what? Where did you finish? Exactly. Sixth, seventh. Exactly. Fifth. Sixth. I'm not sure. Okay. First half of the Fighting Cock podcast done. We now got windy. Yeah. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. And I'm finally going to do the lonely roundup that I've been threatening to do for the past fortnight. So by the time you're listening to this, I'll have put this article on windycoys.com, which is my website. Uh, it's just basically a roundup of all of our loanees, and I've got some intel from some of the people who write on the clubs that the loanees have been based at. I'm not going to read it out word for word now, but I'm going to give you the general gist. Uh, and if you're interested in reading more, then do dip into the site and have a look. So to start off with, I mean, I said I wouldn't mention him again, but Fazio played 3,766 minutes at Roma, pretty much the full season for them. He's been incredibly popular, they've really taken to him, and the rumours are that that deal has been made permanent and that he'll join them uh, in the summer. Now, Bill Bentaleb has definitely left. That move to Schalke has been made permanent for sure, and he's, he's played a lot of minutes for them. He's been playing in central midfield mostly, but also occasionally as number 10. Again, he's played over 3,000 minutes. He's got five goals and five assists for Schalke in the Bundesliga. Clinton G is expected to join Marseille permanently in the summer as well. He's played just over 1,000 minutes for them, scoring four goals and getting an assist in Ligue 1. He's mostly played from the left wing, but occasionally played as a centre forward. Um, I mean, they, again, they've got a good attacking lineup, and yet he still gets minutes, so he seems to be well thought of there. Nathan Odewa left us in January to join the Slovenian club, but he was at Peterborough United for the first part of the season. And Alan Swan from um, the Peterborough Telegraph said, Nathan Odewa was a strange signing as our team played a rigid midfield diamond formation for most of his time with us. They had no real use for wingers. He didn't actually start a single game for them, not even in the Checker Trade Trophy. Um, when that was when a lot of their young players were getting minutes, so a very odd move indeed. Will Miller has made 15 championship appearances for Burton, accumulating 402 minutes in the league. Joshua Murray, who writes for the Burton Mail, sent me a fantastic write-up on Miller, which you should have a look at. Um, basically, he says his pace around the field up top made him a constant nuisance to defenders as he chased and hurried them down out of possession, while allowing him to make dangerous runs into the channels when Albion attacked. Miller also showed a good eye for finding space as a striker. That openly grabbed his first goal in senior football, notching a 94th-minute equaliser at Wolves in September. 
Brewers boss Nigel Clough has spoken highly of Miller's presence in the Albion camp all season. He could have returned to Spurs in January when his initial loan deal expired, but decided to stay on and help the club's bid for championship survival, despite battling with six other loanees with a limit of five loan spaces in the matchday squad. So, nice write-up for a player who didn't actually play that much for Burton. Um, And he adds at the end, if his work ethic on and off the field for the Brewers is anything to go by, he could well have a bright future ahead at White Hart Lane. And Miller's actually been included in the first team squad for the friendly in Hong Kong this week. So he's clearly seen as uh, someone close to the first team, at least. Luke McGee ended the season for Peterborough with their Players' Player of the Season award. He kept nine clean sheets in 39 matches in League One. Many thanks again to Alan Swan from the Peterborough Telegraph, who said the following. Luke McGee is the best goalkeeper I've seen at Posh in the last 20 years. Excellent shot stopper, including four penalty saves. Good control of his penalty area, decent with the ball at his feet and obvious passion for his team. We'd love to have him back. Barry Fry has often taken on a free transfer with a huge sell-on clause, which is good of him. But he's obviously destined for far better things than our little club. Luke Amos only played 125 minutes for Southend after joining them in January. But he seemed well thought of by Phil Brown. Uh, he said after um, Amos's Football League debut... I was so disappointed for Luke Amos that I had to bring him off. He played well and kept the ball. He has a good career ahead of him. Connor Ogilvie rejoined Stevenage in January and made 18 appearances. Basically, all the matches he could have been involved in, he was. He's very, very popular amongst the Stevenage fans. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with him now, because if he's not fancied at Spurs, I'd hope that he could get a League One club or better. Ryan Loft also played for Stevenage briefly. Uh, He only managed 82 minutes, though, across nine appearances, mostly coming on at the end of matches. Shayla Harrison played 530 minutes for Yeovil across 16 appearances, getting just the one goal. He was name-checked by Pochettino during the season, and that created a bit of hype. But in truth, he looks some way off the first-team squad as it stands. It will be interesting to see where he goes next year. I think the aim will be to get him to a League One club, but perhaps he'll start with a League Two team and then build up in January. Anton Walks has made two appearances for Atlanta United so far. And Doug Roberson, many thanks to Doug, uh, a reporter for AJC, said the following. He's made two appearances for Atlanta United and is typically the third centre-back in the rotation. He was unlucky to give up an own goal in the inaugural game against New York Red Bulls. He came in and played the second half of the loss at Montreal after Leandro Gonzalez-Perez received the red card at the end of the first half. He's shown athleticism and an understanding of manager Gerardo Martino's system. The team's schedule will become very compressed in September, which is when he may get a start or two. It'll be interesting to see if Atlanta United tries to make the loan permanent in the winter transfer window. Finally, Philippe Lesliak, the man of the moment in some ways. He got an assist for the first team against Leicester, of course. Uh, He was on loan at Slovan Liberec in the Czech First League, and it didn't really work out for him. He played just 48 minutes and ended up returning early. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens with Lesniak now because he seems so far down the pecking order and yet suddenly he's playing first team games. So who knows what the future will bring for him. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On Your Spurs. Second half of this podcast is dedicated to Maxine from the office of Bullshery and she said that if I didn't shout her out, I don't, I, she didn't really threaten me or anything. She just said, could I? Said what? She just said, "Could I just give her a shout out?" And that's what I've done. Okay, but but that isn't Hi, an open Maxine. invitation for everybody to give us a shout out. Yeah, we don't we don't give them out willingly. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much shout outs people can absorb. Um, Ted, mm. so 
In the Bull Street office, yes. we've got this running joke mm-hmm. about EastEnders. Right. So when someone's rushing to a home and, uh, and they burst open into a living room mm-hmm. and inside that living room is an affair happening. Yeah. Or kids playing up. Mm-hmm. The actor, usually Brannin, one of the Brannins, yeah. will say, <laughs> What is this? Some kind of sick joke. That is a go-to phrase in, in EastEnders, isn't it? Yeah. What? What, what is this? Some kind of sick joke? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Have you I ever mean, said it? I've never said it. Has no. Danny? I don't recall him Do you know what I'm it. talking about? Or I I'm, do, no, no, no. I'm, no, no. I'm just like, I'm, 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 I can imagine running the Browning saying it. I'm sure I've heard Max like say it before yeah. and I like, used to watch it. Wait, what is this? Some kind of... <laughs> Sick joke. Sick joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No one says that in real life. No, no, no. But, but it's glorious. Would, but they would, you know, they would, you know, swear and start smashing things up. And yeah. sometimes Danny smashed up the dick a couple of times. No, in the show, not like... Off, the t- but, like, you know, you're restricted to language, aren't you? Yeah, of but course. It is, it is. I like, I like how you've uh, remembered it's it. Some kind of sick joke. Some kind of sick joke. Has yeah, anyone yeah. ever said that in, in real life? I don't think they have. Is this some kind of sick joke? Oh. I don't understand what's going on today. Like, yeah, it's a big joke. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's a sick joke. <laughs> I would say email him, but it's his and Why is my nan naked? <laughs> is this some kind of sick joke? He's trying to run me off. You're, you're getting my nan butt naked for a joke. <laughs> some kind of sick... What is this? Um, Jed is going to be very happy. He made, first made this observation. Yeah, no, brought, it's good. Brought it into my life. Brilliant. Um, sorry, where I'm lost. Uh, Maxine, done that. Uh, sick joke, done that. Uh, we've got a question. A long question. A long question. I'm a little bit uh, no, drunk. A lot, a lot Ted, can you read this I out? I can read that. Good at, Only like, half of it's a question. The rest is this guy's answer, which is still quite good. Okay, so what are your favourite B-side moments of the season? By B-side, I mean exclude the finale, the last derby, Ali's wonder goal against Watford, etc. Maybe it's a piece of skill, celebration, or even something funny that happened in, in your section at the ground. For me, those of us who are watching the 3-2 win over West Ham were treated to the perfect view of Winks and Pochettino celebrating together. You can see how invested these players in these players Pochettino is and Winks has obviously finished the season injured. That's from Sean Malley on Facebook. Sean Malley. Well done, Ted. Good question. That is a good question. What have you got, T? I think it's not even... A lot of the moments aren't, aren't really B-side moments. But, but just think, what but have think, you got? What, what have you got? I think it's not even a moment. I think it's just the growth of Son because last season... Yeah. Last season we really weren't sure about Son and you know we just thought well Lamella's going to be the one who's going to probably carry this team scored against Everton in, in the opening game so we thought Lamella's going to carry the team but then mm. Son just come in and just smashed in 20 fucking goals and uh, what is he on 20? he's t- all comps 14 all comps. in the league 21 in all competition <laughs> incredible he smashed the FA Cup really and how good yeah. was that goal where he sort of twisted volley into the net he's I even thought the second one where he kind of sort of sort of stepped the defender yeah. and curled yeah. and the layback to Ali for the mm. third goal against yeah. or fourth goal yeah. third goal against I, think, I mean I've loved seeing watching something he's everything that I've hoped he would be when we signed him in terms of B-side moment, I'm going to go for Janssen's cameo against Swansea, just because, you know, we've the all... The, well, the, even when he just came on, he sort of changed the game a bit for us, and he's, you know, he's much, much maligned. We've all had a go at him. But as a B-side moment, you know, it was, you know, his best game in it. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Janssen's goal against Millwall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's up there for me. It meant nothing, but meant everything <laughs> yeah. to, to, to Janssen. And, and I, I think while we all want him to be much better than he has been this season... 
I think all of us wanting to stay in and crack on, right? Yeah, the human being in you wants. I mean, I, I get. I do, I do a bit, yeah. The glory seeker in you wants wants him to, to 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 go, but as human beings and as Spurs fans and as someone who has never disrespected, never said anything wrong, has always clearly tried his hardest, but his abilities sometimes lets him down. We want him. He had a good shot against Leicester. My other one is uh, when Sissoko signed and I was just like, what is this? Some kind of <laughs> sick joke. <laughs> and, and apparently it was a sick joke that General Levy, £30 million worth of sick joke. Uh, what a scumbag uh, Daniel Levy is. And I've said all this about him doing all right, but then he bought Sissoko. I, uh, Sissoko said about him not, not being, he's, not, he's not played as much as, as he'd hope. And, and, and as someone who's underperformed this season in a season where we finished second you'd hope that the quotes that get picked up with are I want to try harder I feel like I've, I owe more to Tottenham not I, I think I deserve more time they have kind of twisted it the other moment I've actually just remembered was um, the Marcus Edwards cameo against oh Gillingham and yeah. that little Maisie run he had when, and he had the, had the shot from range I like I like seeing that. I we're think. all we're all quite excited. It just seems frustrating that he's not. Uh, I'm zero worried. Game. I wanted to ask Windy about this. He only signed a two-year deal in the summer, yeah. and I was thought with the idea that he'd hopefully be involved in the first team. And like he was out for about six months, and now we've got one of the you know most brightest talents in the country with one year left on his deal. I mean, I'm worried. I'm not worried. I, actually, I think if Tottenham will do all they can to keep him. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, whether or not he leaves Tottenham will, won't be down to what the club do. Yeah. yeah, that, that, yeah that's yeah, what I think. So, so I'm not yeah. worried in that respect because if you're going to lose someone like that, you're always going to... Not, not so much a B-side moment, but um, actually, what's actually really sad. Um, you know, Ugo Ekiog passed away, as we all know. And um, I think they did a picture of the entire staff yeah. at, the, at the ground. And there's a picture of Ugo Ekiog with all the staff there. This is like two days before he passed away. And it's just... Um, when you see people you know, whether you know through a football team or whatever, die, yeah, you always kind of think, did, did they know that they were going to go, kind of thing? And you see, and you look at their faces, you think, I wonder if he knew that. Well, because if he, if he, he was, was a healthy carrying man. some sort of reservation yeah, or, or something. It, no, I get the the kind of the morbid. Uh, you know, it's not you know when someone passes away and you think, oh, I just spoke to him two days ago. Yeah. Not that that means anything, but you just spoke to them. And you think that, that someone's so alive, and then uh, and then they're gone, and they're they're a part of something greater than themselves in Tottenham Hotspur, and and then then they're not, and then they're they're, they're part of a family with kids, and then they're gone. So yeah, it's uh, it's a natural part of being alive, I think, and it is deeply sad. And we you know we paid homage to um, Ugo, and not just the work, forget about the work he did, just as a human being that was involved in our football club. Because even the last tweet did about giving money to the to the homeless guy, and yeah. A lot of money raised off us. That's, that's probably another little kind of B side. Okay, so we've got a news and articles section of the pod. Just a couple this week because obviously the season's drawing to its end. Yep. Uh, Ranieri says Spurs need a bit more oomph when the going gets tough. He said this on Gold on Sunday, and um, I think he loves. So he loves, loves Pochettino, but probably thinks that uh, maybe games like Sunderland we could have maybe forced our hand a bit more in games like that. And I guess when when he was good as we are now. The things you're going to criticise are going to be very, very minor, mm-hmm. you know, and um, that's probably where, where he's coming from, but I guess there was a bit of a clickbait article. What, 
what, what is that bit more um, that's, that's what I mean I'm looking at some, what's a bit more like, what what do you mean? Mean? didn't really like, what do you mean but it, just, but he probably like talking of his hands like you know pumping his fist a bit more you know but yeah I mean you could say that about any team we destroyed exactly. so many teams in any, he didn't, he didn't see the whole game yet though in his defence so. just just, just we, we, we scored more than any other team in the Premier League we conceded less than any other team in the you Premier remember League. the stats now <laughs> yeah it just popped into my head and Kane getting 28 29 in 30 games 60 uh, 60 plus goal difference uh, no other team has had a 60 plus goal difference and not won the league so you know I'm not I'm not bitter the fact that we didn't win the league I'm just saying how well we've we've done and, and how clinical and uh, when the going gets tough I mean we've done alright we've, we've we've missed players and done quite well there was a period you know like was it in September October where yeah. like we, we drew a few games and, and dropped some points but apart from that we've been we, you know, when it's got tough, we've actually uh, stood up and been accountable. Yeah, so. of course. Yeah, I, don't, I think there will always be criticisms. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know what Ranieri is getting at, but like you say, when when you're as good as we have been, it's uh, it's ultra nitpicking. Ultra he, nitpicking. he may have been asked to say, you know, are there any negatives? And he just probably said that. Well, he's a manager, and he, he's sitting there. He's got to come up with something. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the best thing he could come up with was uh, was that. Um, uh, Tottenham squad devastated for Hugo Lloris despite record-breaking campaign says Kieran Trepia. this is on the back of him not winning the Golden Gloves um, Quartar did at Chelsea yeah. it's a shame because it's not his fault why, 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 why he conceded this for Tongan he hasn't done that all season the only other mistake he's made was the slip Everton, yeah. against Everton which again it could happen to anyone this was a massive mistake. It was a massive mistake. Actually, before before we talk about this, well, I don't know if we have to talk about it anymore. But th- this community award that he was that Vertonghen was given for by the PFA Community Player of the what does that mean? Does anyone know? It's probably work he's done of charity in a local community. I'd imagine. Really? Don't know. Because no, maybe, yeah. maybe it's voted for by people who we've done work with, and maybe they voted him. So he's. He's done a lot for charity that no one's heard of. We haven't heard of it. Well, which is the, it's the best if way. If you tell me before the fucking show started, I'd have found out. Can <laughs> you just Google, Google it? On me. Google, Google it. Uh, if you can be bothered, if not, then people. This isn't like, Joe Rogan where you just sit at a computer and Google stuff. Maybe it should be. <laughs> well, next season, hopefully, we might be doing some filmed video podcast. stuff. Should we do that? Should well, we go live? We, we find a way of going live well, on just, YouTube. Just like you do of um, the Wall Street ones. Just... Yeah, but that's work, mate. There's work involved in all that shit. That's half a day's work to get a video podcast up. I ain't got half a day, T. What do you want? What do you want from me? Blood? <laughs> do I not do enough on this podcast? You want blood as well? Is that what you want? I want your blood. You want my blood? You can have it. And my monk. <laughs> right. Uh, so, I've uh, got some questions from the pod. Uh, Chris Leakes from Twitter he says are people uh, are people making too much of us playing at Wembley next season we played three oh, we've kind of done this already uh, he says three Champions League games a semi-final against Chelsea and a Europa League game with ten men uh, you know as we said we've, we've kind of done done this but yeah I think so I think Pochettino at White at, at, you know with Spurs at Wembley all season we're going to figure out a way to win there essentially yeah, we've kind of covered it um, Vertonghen won the Tottenham PFA Community Player of the Year not for the whole so league. each club has their own one yeah and Milner won it for Liverpool um, Leo Fair won it for Swansea what, what does it mean what do you win it what's the criteria well, it's charity work so it's charity work so I guess Tottenham related um, charities I think it's um, 
there's a few that we do for local schools and community centres and I guess he's probably the one who they voted um, if you had to play two seasons at Wembley instead of one and it meant that Woolwich getting relegated on the second season would you do it dexterity coys on reddit uh, no oh. I, don't, I don't know I'm not that again I'm just not that fussed about Arsenal like, I just don't really see them as much of a threat and yeah it'd be funny if they were sort of relegated but it'd even be better beating them twice in that season so come on Ted two seasons at Wembley for the, to, to, to watch Arsenal go down of course you I, I would I played five seasons at Wembley really yeah okay, to see fine. Arsenal go. yeah I get no, it no 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 don't, get me, don't let me influence what you're saying I would this is what I would I mean there's no there's no greater pleasure outside of Tottenham's success than Arsenal failing Arsenal failing miserably. so what if we we suss out after six months that we're really great at Wembley and it's all good and then we get to see Arsenal get sent down yeah sure I'll take that do you know what would happen what would truly happen would be the greatest demonstration of um, sociologists would love it because you'd watch a club fall apart in front of your eyes when you realise that actually a club that's built on nothing but what happens on the football pitch when they're confronted with true um, difficulty uh, you'll see their club fall yeah, apart yeah. it'd be amazing yeah, absolutely amazing can you imagine Arsenal fan TV when, when Arsenal get relegated I mean, it would be fucking. You know, I listened to Arsenal fan TV yesterday, and they're all resigned to to their fate. So it wasn't really as much anger. They just thought they knew it was coming all season. It's like, yeah, well, we knew this was coming, and you know, we're a bit upset. Don't don't believe that shit. They're hurting. They're hurting hard. No, I absolutely get that. I love that. Did you see your Europa League tweet? Oh, yeah, no, it yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not real. That's no, a fake account. In I'm my sorry. head, it's real. I don't need to need it. To, why have done that? I'm sorry. Why are we destroying everyone's fun? It was the little um, emoji with a guy accelerating. Welcome, Arsenal. That was quite funny. Yeah. I've, I've got a question, that's at least from David Float on Facebook. I love that. David Float's coming to the live show. Really? He's a long, long-term friend of mine. And when I say friend, someone I've known since 2003 who used to buy me free beers when I had no money <laughs> because he had a key from his uh, employer. Which would give us free beer. I'm sure he's, that's not me. I thought the key was going to be something else there, but it didn't. Yeah, it was like prostitutes. And, no, no, forget, forget. Okay, so we asked. It the wasn't. Current, it was just free beer. The current squad are out, are out on a let the hair down evening. New yourself drunk. One of the hotel rooms very late at night. Which one of them would you prefer to be bent over and bummed by? If I had to be like you, don't have to. Don't worry. So I, your career's at stake. You don't know. You got one. Right? No, I don't. Got, I don't have one. I'm just uh, trying, trying to get involved. All right. Good. Get involved. I, I, <laughs> I like. I like. Um, I like the idea. I don't say I like the idea. I, I'd be okay with. <laughs> I'd be only okay with the idea of. Um, do you know what? I'd be okay with the idea of Wanyama because if I was going down, if I was going down. And being bent over, I want it to be done proper. And I think Vanyama would dish me up a wallop. <laughs> yeah, bum hole a wallop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Vanyama. I'm going for Vanyama. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say Winks. If I wanted to be a mirror in front of this, I could what? see him doing it. Whenever, do you know... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of Winks being thrown under the bus every time there's a sexual assault question on the fighting cock. You always throw Wanyama and Dembele under the bus, so it's even. But Wanyama, I feel like there'd be an element of tenderness involved. With Dembele, it'd just be militant strength. (laughs) 
ten. You could say the same the other way around. I mean, because he's short, he might want to overcompensate how he winks, isn't it? But he doesn't have the physical strength in his body to do it. I'm, I'm not sure. I might. I'm. Should we say winks? All right, you're going with winks as well. Wanyama. Do you know what? I'd be involved in a gangbang with Wanyama, Dembele, Dyer. Throw Harry Winks in there just for, for giggles. Yeah. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be working hard, pumping he'd Just away. getting palmed off. Let <laughs> <laughs> me get in on the action, just getting palmed off with Van. Alright, um, here's a good question. Uh, there's a, a user on Reddit, Queerhaf7QYH, needs work. Uh, dogs, their man's best friend, with that in mind, would you willingly amputate one of your arms if it could save all dogs from otherwise certain extinction? Uh, it would be a proper 19th century battlefield amputation, no anaesthetic, but the tools would be sterilised. Also, if you save the dogs, nobody will know it's thanks to you, but if you don't, everyone will know it's your fault that they're all gone. <laughs> all the dogs are gone good question that is a great question a good philosophy see, see people think that the question section of the fighting cock isn't philosophical there's, there's extreme depth, depth to the sometimes depraved questions that we get especially that one what you need to understand here I think what, what my position would be is that dogs are not self aware they're not aware that they exist they're not sentient well, they are sentient because they can react to, to what's around them yeah. so they're sentient but they, they're not self aware which is a different thing I mean they wouldn't give a shit whether they exist or they don't exist is what I'm saying the pain you're delivering really the reason why you're giving up your arm is to save all dog owners the anguish of their dog suddenly disappearing that said the pain I would feel by having my arm sawn off with a a a saw would be far greater than the emotional impact of losing a dog every dog under the sun but dogs don't they don't contribute to the the, the um, what's the name the ecosystem they just run around eating and fucking demanding strokes and little scratches on the head <laughs> like my right arm does a lot of fucking work I ain't giving that up for a fucking dog I love dogs I, I, you know, I'm a vegetarian. I would I would see no harm to an animal, but for an animal that doesn't give a shit where it exists or it doesn't exist, I'm keeping my right arm. That's quite a compelling argument. Well, I'll give your answer. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an animal lover. As much as people listening to this pod know, so I'm not losing my arm. Sorry, but I know that a lot of people. But are, you, are you doing it because you hate animals? Or? I don't hate animals. For fuck's sake! I don't. I don't enjoy watching animal cruelty and stuff like that. But Feels like that a little bit. No, 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 not at all. But I wouldn't lose my arm. No. I'm. I'm a dog man, and with with technology these days, it'd be very easy to like get another like robot arm or stem like get cells. skin graft stem cells. And I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get my arm chopped off for an mm. animal that doesn't realise it lives. What if your arm malfunctions when you're knocking one out and it crushes your dick? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to answer that. Alright, uh, so uh, we've got another question. Two girls, one film, which is a great podcast about film, um, which my ex-girlfriend runs. Um, so that's not the reason why it's dropped in, because I didn't create the running order. But it is a good question. How do you eat a cream egg? Lick it out with your tongue. Or shove the whole thing in and melt it and allow it to melt in your mouth. I mean, I see the parallels with oral sex here. 
Ted. I just saw it as a purely um, sh- uh, Cadbury's cream ale eating exercise. Listen, li- listen and, to their podcast. They know what they're doing. And I'm going. I mean, the only, <laughs> the, only, the only way to eat out, uh, the only way to eat a cream egg is to lick out of your tongue. The only way to eat a cream egg is to lick out of your tongue. <laughs> you dummy. <done me. laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, what do you do, T? Do you pop it in? It depends. Or, on, it depends on my mood, man. Depends on my mood. If I've got the yawn, then it gets licked out. Licked out, licked out dry. What, can, oh my God. Can we... Can, can we? There are some segments of society who don't allow... Or don't... Who think that going down on a lady is a, a bad thing. Yes. It's derogatory to their own street. Masculinity. Yeah, is that what it's about? What, what, what? I, think it's, I think it's a bit of a cultural thing as well. I think... Um, it was, wasn't there a bit in Sopranos when it called June? June, yeah. June, oh, June they, a Fanuke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're all laughing at him behind yeah. his back, but everywhere, yeah. I think, you know, they see it as um, less manly to, you know, to satisfy a woman, but... But why is that? I don't I think it's bollocks, mate. Well, I think eat it's away. bollocks. Anyone, listen, anyone listen to, listen to this? You don't have to eat, because it makes it sound horrible. Anyone who listens to this who, you know, has any hang-ups, mate, just get in there and dive in, mate. Get your diving cap in. Well, no, I mean, use, use some technique and finesse about it. And time, time is the key thing. No, you, you learn a job. Yeah, you do. You do learn a job. But I'm just saying, uh, like, don't just go down there and go mental. <laughs> 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 just thrash away. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Just really take your time. Um, look at some diagrams. Find out the places where you, uh, you need to uh, crack on with uh, and do so in a, in a gentle and delicate way. So that uh, it isn't about your enjoyment, but very much the woman's. Exactly. Or man's, if, I mean, that's a different kettle of fish sucking a dick, I think. Yeah, <laughs> different skill set. What, what, why are you pointing at all this? Cause because it's a lot um, of information for what me. it is is that the Champions League, obviously we're, we're in it, we don't have to qualify for it. So that means that we can see what pot we're in. Yeah. And we are in. We're pot. fucked, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, pot, we're pot free with Basel, Dynamo Kiev. Uh, Olympiakos and elect Liverpool. It's more about what the other pots are, aren't they? So we can get the teams in pot one and pot two who are mostly very, very good. So the weakest teams in pot one are Spartak Moscow and Shakhtar Donetsk. Last year we got Seska, who were pot one, I believe. So They were pot one? I believe they were. So this is the coefficient based on the performance of the entire country in previous competition. Yeah. So how the fuck are Russia in pot one? I'm not sure. Maybe... The... I think they've reached a couple of finals in the in the Europa League. I might have that wrong. Mm. Remember, Shakhtar Donetsk were quite a decent team. So look, Donetsk and Petersburg as well. Um, but yeah, we've talked, I, bet, I, I just had a bit of a butchers at it. In some ways, Pot Two stronger than Pot One because you've got Barcelona in there. Atletico, PSG. I mean, Pot One's still good. You'd be happy to get I mean, so, Shakhtar, Spartak, and Benfica. I mean, I know Porto. That's Pot One. That's Pot Two. That's Pot Two. I mean, fuck them all. I tell you what. What's, what's, what's your ideal group? We've, we've got the thing in front of us. What's your ideal group here? Just pick, just pick one out. All right. So in pot one, Spartak Moscow. In terms of away days as well, though, so you've got to kind of factor that in. I just want to go through. Okay. <laughs> so Spartak, Spartak Moscow, Porto, and, and not Leipzig. They're fucking decent. Copenhagen, oh, Copenhagen wait. or Celtic. I like the subject. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Um, Bayern Munich. Um, they've got some players retiring. They're beatable. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Munich are beatable. Yeah, well, I just called it Munich beatable. No, we're, we're fucking on our day. We can beat any cunt. Uh, I'm going for Munich, Porto, and FC Copenhagen. I would pick. Um, I, I fancy another go at Monaco. I think we could have beaten them. Really? From another go? I think, I think we could, it'd be a bit boring for our fans to have the same team again. So, actually, so scrap that. I'll probably have. I'd have Real Madrid. Yeah. Because I want to see I want to see Bell play against Spurs. I don't give a fuck. I want to see him. Um, He'll be on the bench. Probably Dortmund away again. I'll be in the Europa League and um, Celtic. So you want a really hard group. I want, I want a competitive group. Well, last... Mine's competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, last... They're all competitive. Winnable. It's the Champions League, I guess. Yeah. But no I mean, we, it, we, the group we were in was winnable this year. We fucking fucked it up massively. Um, and, and Wembley was a part of that, but, you know, this is... We can we can look forward to the new season with untold positivity, and we and so we should because lads, we, T, you've been supporting Spurs for a long, long time. Yeah, you know you're older than most of us around this table. <laughs> Thanks. And, and and Ted, you're younger than most of us around the table. But all of us, we all understand how how good Spurs are Absolutely. currently, and what a great thing Pochettino's done, and more to the point what a great thing Levy has done to get us to this situation because he's without him as as the kind of power on the throne played his part he's played his part in a massive way and, and Spurs fans have played their part as well because we've understood very quickly what Pochettino was doing in his first season you know we, we didn't have a brilliant season I think we had a we, we got 52 points I think yeah. 53 maybe you know that that wasn't a season that anyone would celebrate but I think by and large, the most Spurs fans you talked to were on board. Oh yeah, by that point I was on board with that. So we beat Chelsea in that season as well. A five-three. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and it, that was kind of an abject season. But you're coming off the back of AVB Sherwood, and then you've got this guy who's talking in the, all of the right ways. And 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 one of his his very first interview that went was put out on Spurs TV. That was just, I just we we want to make you proud of Tottenham Hotspur. He's fucking He's done, done that. that. And, He's done and, that. and then some. Pride ain't even a word. It's turned into arrogance. It's turned into like we're going to fuck Barcelona up next year. <laughs> exactly. We have Bayern Munich no... beatable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't ever want Griezmann. That's the point we're at now. Yeah. <laughs> All down to that man, uh, Prochettino, and, and the tears in his eyes on the final game against Man United. It, it kind of it summed up that little moment. That in terms of B sides, going back to that. In terms of B-sides at Tottenham last year, nothing to do with the football, nothing to do with anything. The fact that we were saying goodbye to White Hart Lane, which has had 118 years of history, and really the most defi- one of the most defining moments was a eight-second piece of footage where the camera panned around Mauricio Pochettino and you saw tears of his eyes and admiration for the fans and our admiration for him. That was a great B-side this year. It was. I mean, it was a great night. I mean, obviously, when I was on the pod last Sunday, but that whole day just felt like one long trip. It feels like a lifetime ago. It doesn't feel like it was just seven days ago. Um, you know, the whole finale, the people got on the pitch and all, and all the rest of it. It was as beautiful as we could have wished it to have been. OK, so that's been the Fighting Cock for season 2016-2017. We'll be back with you in the summer for... A few specials. 
few specials. We'll also do a kind of regular transfer update because what I like, I, I love kind of looking at the transfers and, and looking at the, what, what the, uh, the the newspapers are saying about us and, and ripping their stories apart. So we're going to be doing that to a certain extent and actually looking at the, some of the more um, reasonable transfer rumours and, uh, and, and just reacting to what's happening at Tottenham around the season. So we're going to be involved... We're, we're going to be about for, for for the summer, but probably not as regular as, as we have been over the last six years. Uh, this is the end of the sixth season, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad. Okay, it is mad. And uh, Ted is someone who's joined us this year. Thank you, it's been great. Thank you so much, mate. Um, you, you've been a great addition to the Fighting Cock team. We're going to read out a few more thank yous. Uh, these are all people that have contributed in, in, in a significant way over the, the last season. And, and it's, that's to uh, James Moore... Dan and Tom from the Tottenham Way, Steve Tong, Billy T, Callum, Matt Gottrell, Rowan Ricketts, Elliot from Bear Pit TV, Cliff Jones, Rob White, my dad, <laughs> Nathan from Talking Tottenham Tactics, Charlie Parrish, Ewan Roberts, Ted Riley, Ben THFC Academy, Carlet as I see it, Alan Fisher, Martin Cloak, Carl Donnelly, George Knott from the Football Radar, Priya Ramesh, who said that Janssen was going to be great at the start of the season. Cheers, Priya. Uh, Danny from Lions TV. Tony D. Uh, Jack Pitbrook. Cave. Spooky. <laughs> Spow. Who put Spooky in there? Is that you? I wasn't me. about to Poor windy. old Spooky. Um, he'll yeah. be back next season. Ashley Fearphone. If you want to listen to Ashley Fearphone podcast, if you don't know who he is, he's a former world title challenger, um, a legitimately great boxer compared to the careers that most boxers have. Ex-British champ as well. Ex-British champ. Trains under Floyd Mayweather currently. Uh, Listen to that podcast just released a few days ago. Uh, Engineer Al, obviously. Alex from Audio Boom, who's helped us significantly. We've moved over to ACAST. A few people are asking these questions about why why we moved over. But, um, you know, shit happens. We just, we thought ACAST was better for us. But thank you so much for Alex from Audio Boom for all the help that you give us. Pixel Chat for... Um, the constantly brilliant pieces of artwork for the fanzine, for for our for our t-shirts, for the for the eighteen eighty two posters that you produced pre- previously. Massive, massive thank you. Um, uh, there's also Barry Slater who, who also is involved in our, our our design work. Thank you so much, Daniel Metzen who produced three lovely, lovely designs on our t-shirts, all of which you can buy from the fightingcock.co.uk forward slash shop. And finally, massive, massive thank you to a part of Furniture Now, Matt, who uh, none of the live shows were impossible without you. Um, it was your idea when, when you contacted the Fighting Cot to, to, to do live shows. We had thought about it before, but it, none of it would have been possible without you. The amount of work that you've put in to making those things possible is uh, it's humbling. Um, yeah, so thank you, everybody, everybody, and then anyone we've managed to miss. We had a long list there, but anyone who we've managed to miss, uh, we're sorry. Uh, massive thank you to everybody who's downloaded the podcast, and there are tens of thousands of you um, every week. Uh, we're humbled by it. Massively. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Cheers, Dad. <laughs> 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 All right, so hopefully we'll see you uh, for the live show uh, uh, the working men's club at Bethnal Green to talk with Mickey Hazard and Graham Roberts and there are some belters of stories we're going to get out of them yeah and that's it for another season yep God bless you all don't believe in God but
draw her when she don't see box Everybody wanna come and run it, but they're funny like a dummy in the bummy of your mummy Ha ha, fighting cock and we don't give a shit Everybody knows flat face a prick We can get a sticky in the mini, suck it willy When you're getting grilly, yeah, you gotta bang the milli bye, bye. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm. In the order it was received, please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chum. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.